All right. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Garage podcast. Today, we are talking about the MCU. So naturally, Ted is not here. <laughs> That's funny to me and like three other people. Um, yeah. So long story short, Ted is not a huge fan of the MCU or Marvel. So uh, he is sitting this one out. But in his stead is a fantastic friend of mine and uh, one of the original co-hosts of the podcast. And naturally, I'm talking about Andrew Nolenberg. How are you doing? Good, sir. Um, other than my, um, you know, my bicep wanting to detach itself from my right arm, um, mm-hmm. I'm doing great. Uh, yeah. So that's a, that's why a f- don't you fill our, why don't you fill our listeners in on? Have you ever um, tried to do anything when you're 33 and you're, <laughs> you do a simple act and then you have a, some sort of debilitating injury that happens? Um, Cause that's well, what happened like to me. Twice a week. <laughs> yeah you know like when you're young if you you know you bump your head or you you know you knock onto something you're like oh that'll heal up and it does you know when you're when you're in your 30s you you, you do something to yourself and you're like i guess i should just get used to that feeling for the rest of my life <laughs> oh so, so this is the reason why work gives me like 60 sick days <laughs> yeah i should probably use those sometimes but uh, yeah i was freaking just i decided to uh pretend that i was rocky balboa and i was hitting a punching bag and i when i tell you that i hit it once with my right arm and then it popped so the uh <laughs> i don't understand um so the yeah the the, the little tendon that con- connects it to your elbow or whatever it's just not there anymore <laughs> so there's <laughs> there's that <laughs> we laugh to keep from oh crying. god i have to spe- i have to hold my arm in such a specific spot to avoid the pain Yes, um, we nah, dude. through the pain. Everything's good. Uh, continuing to make uh, TikTok videos for yeah the masses, and um, you yeah, know that, just just plugging away at that. So yeah, that was. Uh, I I think it's been not quite a year since the last time you were on, uh, but you know pretty close to it. And that was the, the topic at hand mm-hmm. when, when you were on was just talking about your uh, recent kind of um, meteoric rise to somewhat of a successful place uh, placements in the TikTok sphere. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like now I actually have some kind of traction. Um, mm-hmm. I went through a minute there where I was getting sort of uh, down on myself. Cause like, just certain videos weren't performing the way I thought they would as far as views or engagement or anything. Then you're mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh, like why? Like this, I thought this video was good or whatever. And you can't do that to yourself. Um, Cause yeah. literally so that's just how it is sometimes. Um, because TikTok is such a, a casual, easy to scroll type of app, you know I mean? You're you just, I had to figure out what my following was doing and when they're on there and, and you know, mm-hmm. the type of stuff that they actually like. So, I've had some good, um, some good hits uh, lately. Um, as far as averages, I think I just, I, I just crossed sixty four thousand uh, followers, um, like the other day. Holy shit! Um, so that's I, cool. I'm just, I'm just trying to get to one k. That way, I can unlock the <laughs> uh, the link in bio feature. Because right now, it's just a, uh, it's just some plain old text that it, has my Etsy shop, and that's about it. Well, the cool thing is, is it takes hopefully just like one or two videos that 
kind of catch the right yeah. um, timing or whatever to to get all those views that maybe help you get to that. So um, I was watching a live stream of a guy that I follow that was actually talking about this exact thing where when he first was doing this, and this is a guy that now has like two and a half million followers, and this is all he does is make TikTok mm-hmm. videos. Well, before he was talking about how when he was in a position as far as similar to how your account and my account is like just sort of lower amount. And then he just was getting really sad that he wasn't that he felt he was wasting his time. And then he just kept posting and kept posting and kept posting. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it just it's a whole thing. Just things start happening. So, yeah, um, it's I I feel like with anything really anything in life, but especially like content creator stuff on the interwebs, just consistency is key. Like that's the biggest thing is just continuing to put stuff out there and, you know, obviously worrying about the, the, the quality of the content. Yep. Just make stuff that's good and keep posting. That's all you have to do. And, and hopefully it'll, it'll work out. So yeah, Yeah. it's been fun. I've had some really good engagement lately. Some, some, um, uh, good view counts and and people seem to like what I'm putting out there. So, yeah, I, I think my favorite one of yours uh, recently was your monorail. Uh, I love I love doing that. <laughs> I, like you're so goddamn good. So at it. I um my welcome mat, like when you come into my apartment, is literally the monorail. <laughs> of course and it is. On the top part, it says. We, we stand clear we're... of the doors. And on the bottom, <laughs> por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. It's the full <laughs> script, and that's my welcome map. <laughs> I'm obsessed. If you don't oh know what I'm God. talking about, listeners, it's it... the it's the monorail at Walt Disney World. And the recording that's, that's on that um, is something that I've had an odd obsession with since I was a kid. <laughs> and... It's just one of those nostalgic things, like for, you know, in the same way that people might get an emotional connection to hearing, you know, when you wish upon a star or, you Mm -hmm. know, something like that. If you're a Disney fan, I hear, please stand clear of the doors. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Right. Because it's like that emotional or that that auditory cue. Yeah, it really does do. Hey, cue the waterworks because good Mm -hmm. times are are up ahead and close by. And it has continued service to Disney's Transportation and Ticket Center. <laughs> like, why am I do, like this? I don't. Do they have anything like that on the ferry, or is it just no? The... So the the the. Oh my god, that's like I could talk about this for hours. Um, we're <laughs> we're changing the entire podcast to this. Um, right. But... It it was the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Now right. it's just talking about random shit and Disney. Uh, uh, Disney Transportation, the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> So you'll you'll hear voiceovers on uh, the monorail, obviously, and then it's a different script depending upon which one you're on, because you have the express monorail that specifically goes from the transportation and ticket center to the Magic Kingdom without stopping. And then you mm-hmm. have the one that goes to Epcot and there's a different script and different actually a completely different voice actor for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the but the ferry, um, it doesn't. Uh, and then the but the buses do the buses have some uh, VOs 
And then they're going to stop doing this soon. But the uh, Disney Magical Express that used to take people from the airport to the to their hotels or the resorts rather um, had a had a VO on there as well. Um, OK, but they're actually they're actually getting rid of that service because. Um, I don't know, they're probably figuring out ways to move money around. So, hmm. yeah, yeah, the bus from the airport to the park, <clears throat> it's going away. But they do have it's because cool because like uber and lyft is just like dominating that whole scene so right I, but i mean like i can still see like a a huge want and, and need for it like i loved it we <clears throat> we, we used I mean, it yeah yeah like just to totally immerse yourself like especially as a first time goer like yep. there was something it, neat about getting off the plane not yeah. having to worry about going to baggage claim yeah and then you're immediate. It's almost like, yeah, you just you're immediately engrossed because you're you're getting off, and then you're on this this your own little special area where you go to the, where the, the Disney bus is, and then of right. course it's got the the music and the little uh, clips from the movies and stuff. So that was you know whatever. I'm honestly I don't get mad at most things that they decide to change because it's always ends up being a good idea for the most part, because mm-hmm. um, that's what they do. They're constantly changing things and evolving and and you know whatever so, right anyway. wasn't their latest thing like uh guys can have facial hair now uh, disney just that... uh it, i'm gonna i don't want to misquote it but like a lot of their cast basically the cast member uh requirements or criteria for tattoos and piercings and facial hair and blah blah, blah like they overhauled that entire thing to make it way more chilled out because um, hmm. they're de- that, they, they they call it the Disney look, and right. the Disney look used to be extremely uh, plain. Let's just call it, and right. now it's more representative of like who's out there, you know. So yeah, yeah, for sure. It's mm-hmm. it's more like Six Flags. <laughs> no, it's not like Six Flags <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. No, nothing could ever be no, like. There's six not. Flags. There's not piles of vomit every six feet uh, on the on the grounds of uh, Walt Disney World. Uh, in fact, I'd be I'd be surprised if you found a single piece of gum on the ground because I swear to God they have trash goblins that just like roam the grounds looking for trash and immediately picking it up because um, <laughs> it's the it's still the cleanest uh, amusement park in the in the world. So. It is quite tidy. Didn't you say, like, on our Disney World episode way back when that there has to be two trash cans within, like, a certain yeah, they have of each other? they have, like, little requirements and stuff like that. And actually, no joke, you can do this experiment for yourself. If you're walking on Main Street USA and you drop, drop a wrapper on the ground, start counting. I don't think you'll even get to 10 seconds before it's picked up. I'm serious. I said trash goblins. They're real. They have them there. They, they just like somebody's gonna. Yeah, it's it's that's just how it is. So um, crazy. And you could also, you know, that's uh, these are the these are the folks that own uh, Marvel now, and that's how we can maybe segue into Falcon and Winter Soldier. That does sound like an excellent, excellent. Speaking of musical yeah. cues that make you cry, that I still get hit with with uh, um, the portals I, scene g- from Endgame. Christ, I, I like. Yeah. Oh my! Like I'm getting chills right yeah. now. My nipples, yeah. my nipples. <laughs> Sauce up the nips. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice random callback there, sir. I know. Oh my <laughs> For god. For like the seven people that are listening, like two probably get that reference. Oh my god. Hot dogs talking. One of those status. might be <laughs> Yeah. Um, yes, so today we are talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or Falcon mm. and Winter Soldier, if you don't want all the thes in there. Um either way, we're we're all talking about the same show. Uh and holy shit, was it powerful fantastic i'll call call it powerful is is the Mm -hmm. the word i'll use uh it was very apparent from the beginning of the show sort of the direction they were going in as far as addressing those uh racial themes and 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 things like that Mm -hmm. um obviously because of you know sam uh turning in the shield originally and then of course here's douchey mcgee john walker is is given the the mantle and it's like that is something the fucking government would do <laughs> you know it's just totally, thanks for the shield sam we're totally not gonna we're totally not gonna stab you in the back on this idea you know and yeah. um i so you know obvious that the way that they handled um that whole thing with with sam's family and the the kind of the the not so great history of the super soldier program you know with mm-hmm. isaiah bradley's character and the the african-americans that were basically tortured uh to create the new uh super soldiers was horrible but like just they really went after some heavy themes and some and some stuff that is very um topical uh for today's world and then Mm -hmm. while simultaneously then giving you this spectacular character development for bucky and his whole uh ptsd and when it comes to his former you know, life as that as, as the Winter Soldier, and then we get the comic relief in Zemo, like the character we didn't know we needed. <laughs> you know, like the dance. The yeah, the, I mean, God, yeah. I mean, but I, I found myself because when I first saw him, I was like, "Fuck you," you know. And then by the <laughs> right. end of the series, I'm like, "I love him. Like he's awesome." Yeah. <laughs> and then Sharon yeah. um, uh, Carter is, I guess, you know, John Wick. The, um, the <laughs> slash the power broker, the power just broker. Ha- yeah. hanging out in broad daylight uh, or, you know, that was slightly predictable. They were really probably hinting at that pretty strong, but it, it's OK. Um, sure. But then I will say this, then how they wrap up John Walker's arc in that mm-hmm. is this the scene where he is being court-martialed or whatever you want to call it, the hearing with the, with the government when they're berating him and, and stripping him of his title after he killed that, that guy, mm-hmm. everything that he said in response to them was 100% correct and 100% justified. Yes. And it yes. really makes a point how, yeah, this version of Captain America represents kind of the halfway broken um, version of, Let's just call it today's America. I don't want to get into a whole. I'm not saying we're broken people. I'm just saying like right. like flawed, extremely flawed. Um, John Walker basically telling him like, "You guys made me. You made me this way, and I'm you're and now you're acting all surprised that something bad happened, you know." Mm-hmm. And then um, and then the fact that he was able to get some level of uh, redemption at the at the end and and save those people and and be you know uh, have a have a good. Uh, scene at the end there saving those hostages yeah. um it just that show it just it checked so many boxes for me i guess is the kind of the yes. sum up for, for for that 
yeah, it's, yeah, I really do feel like it, it checked a lot of boxes. Um, I mean, we, you know, like you said, we, we got <clears throat> this, this crazy backstory of, you know, the, the racial injustice, the, the testing on the, these African-American soldiers and then them trying to fucking wipe out. And then you get like this mirroring of, um, you know, Captain America's situation in world war two, uh, mm -hmm. and Isaiah Bradley's situation where they're basically the same thing where they want to go rescue these, you know, captured fall, uh, potentially fallen soldiers, but, um, you know, they're get, being given like the giant middle finger and yep. they go and do it anyways. And we have Whitey over here. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, if Steve comes back and he's a hero, Isaiah comes right. back and they throw his ass in jail for, you know, 30 years. Yeah. And Horrible. the only, the only reason why he, he got out is, is because of, you know, this nurse who I, I guess we never really did get any backstory on her or anything. Was right? it the nurse, was the she nurse, not his wife? Or no, or am I um, missing? That? I I don't think so. No, because no, no. He, he was already his wife right. dying. He was already married. Was... Yeah, that's right. I got that yeah. wrong. You're right. You're right. Um, um, yeah, I don't. I don't. The nurse. I don't know. And I I thought maybe that was going to be something we found out, but what, what, I mean, it, I guess it didn't matter. But right. Yeah. Um, that was probably one of my favorite parts of the show. Was that arc of the Isaiah Bradley's introduction? Um just like that power coming from where he's like, get out of my house. I was like, you are fucking terrifying. Mm -hmm. And when he throws um, the, what, what did he throw into the wall? I, for, I forgot what it was, but he definitely showed that he was still strong. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, he's built like a brick shit house. Uh, yes, and was. I was terrified. A, was um, a big, big dude. Yeah. But I, you know, he was, he was only in, you know, a handful of scenes, maybe like what two or three, I guess three episodes total. Um, but you know, his on-screen time was fairly limited, but like just the closure that he got that, and one thing that I thought the, the show did really well was showing you that there's still power in talking things out. Like, you know, did you, we, did we, you we, notice how much emphasis they, cause you, you almost forget that Sam is a therapist. You know, yeah. like that's his thing. And I like I, I completely forgot about that, that he used to do that. Uh, mm -hmm. That was introduced in Captain America um, Winter Soldier, like Captain America 2. Yeah. And the fact that it, it does it does it does show how powerful your words are. And when used effectively, if you use the, your, the power of your rhetoric effectively, what you can accomplish. And so, you, you know, fast forwarding all the way to the end when he's taken up the mantle of captain america and he's basically telling the government to go suck a fat one you know mm -hmm. at the end but like just that whole speech at the end is so powerful and he might as well have looked directly at the camera and said all of that because it was yeah. basically like hello government do better <laughs> <laughs> you know and america yeah. like hey everyone everybody love everybody <laughs> everybody love everybody um yeah that that shit was intense. Like I was just on the edge of my seat, like listening to the whole thing. I was, I was like, this is in fucking incredible. Um, I, I, 
just the the caliber of writing coming from yep i mean i i don't want to say like oh like the the writing in marvel movies is you know usually phoned in that's not what i'm trying to say oh like no but you were dealing with <clears throat> in all of our other movies and and uh you know other things that we've watched the 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 stakes are always very big. There's these big work, you know, world ending changing plot lines. And, you know, they, they cover a lot more time when it comes to, you know, like, I mean, you compare something like Avengers movies to this show, it's two different animals. You know, yeah. we got a much more down to earth and personal story that because it was broken up into what, six episodes it was. Um, Mm-hmm. they could take the time to really have some of those um dialogue pieces shine you know it's it wasn't right. all about shooting and blowing things up which granted there was some good scenes of that but mm-hmm. the the best parts of the of the show were the interaction of the characters with each other that was yeah. that was the, the the star of the whole thing yeah so. 100% uh i I did really, really like um, Bucky's arc in the show. Oh my gosh, like, so good. They they were like, okay, um, Sebastian, you know how you're pretty much f- like just stoic through and through up until this point, yeah? Okay, well, in one scene, we're going to have you really kind of stoic, and then the next scene, you're going to be crying like a little bitch. Mm-hmm. Um it definitely got a chance for Sebastian Stan to show off some of his acting range. That's that's for sure. I right. cried when he when it did the flashback of him and Wakanda when when they yeah. were able to break his uh, programming um, from the Soviets. Like he and he and he was crying because he realized he was free. You know, I was right. I was losing my mind. You know, when 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 he did that. Yeah, uh, that and then them uh, bringing it back at the very end to him getting giving the that old um old man the closure that he mm-hmm. needed about hey, his son his son yeah um uh, which <laughs> was so fucking sad well but, and and, uh, and that line again that coming from sam basically telling him like are you doing this to make you feel better or are you actually doing the work are you actually doing it properly right He's like, you'll get what you need if you actually do the, you know, do the actual work. And he, um, that, you know, so instead of him just spending time with this old man and, and being nice to him and whatever, but he's still, poor guy is still sitting there wondering whatever happened to his child where Bucky, that's a, that was a huge step for Bucky knowing that I'm basically severing my friendship with this old man by telling him what happened. But right. in the long run, my selfish desire to have someone like me uh, is less important than this poor guy knowing exactly what happened to his son. Um, huge, yeah. huge growth uh, for, for Bucky. And it's so funny is speaking of range, you know, you got all these great emotional scenes of Bucky, but he has the singular funniest part in the entire thing when the Dora Milaje are beating the shit out of John Walker and Bucky's just watching this happen, (laughs) drinking whiskey, just goes, looking strong, John. (laughs) (laughs) I lost, I did a full ass spit take of my drink when I was watching Looking strong, John. Looking strong, John. Just like, fuck you. (laughs) You know, like that was awesome. And I had to pause it 
right there because oh, God, I, was I was laughing so hard. It was awesome. Like, yeah, and it was in the middle of like one of the best fight scenes in the yes. entire series. Uh, and so I was like, I, I don't like fight scenes are few and far between so far. So I had to pause it so I didn't miss anything. So damn funny. And then when uh, and when they decide to apprehend John and take the shield from him, mm-hmm. the other badass line was just the you don't want to do this. And he's like, yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> I, I, I was like, that's so well, just so well delivered. Um, yeah. So yeah, he he was, uh, and then the, you know, then later on, uh, Bucky gets to go to the barbecue, and and hang out with the family and mm-hmm. flirt with uh, Sam's uh, sister, sister, and and you know helps him, <laughs> and he helps him fix the boat, and that that whole like like sequence, that montage of them mm-hmm. getting stuff done and him work, it's like you could also you could almost see the 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 therapy that is happening for both of those guys. Yeah by virtue of just going home and, and taking care of this task and kind of resetting everything for them. Um, right. Yeah. That's another thing that I think this, the show does really well is, um, I mean, just in general driving points home, but one of the biggest points being the value of, um, familial time. Yeah. Like, like the 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 value of investing in in time with your family like, i mean you see you see he's he's come back from because obviously uh sam got dusted by thanos uh-huh. you know originally and him coming back and and trying to because he's mr oh I, I i gotta help i gotta help i gotta help you know that's his whole thing mm-hmm. and you know it, not not understanding or being able to relate to the the real struggle and pain that his sister and that family had gone through during his absence and not only that like this was one of the first times we really besides seeing like hawkeye's family in age of ultron but like kind of reminding us like yeah he's an avenger and he's a superhero and like blah 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 but like oh look he's got a family you know and and there are people that care about him and there are stakes that are more personal to him than just saving the world you know right and so seeing how he is uh, treated by the locals, let's just say, uh, whether mm-hmm. his family or the people that live in town, you know, there's a little bit of celebrity for him where they're like, hey, Falcon's here. And they're all excited about that. But like also, too, where they're like, oh, cool, you're out there saving the world again. We're over here eating dirt because we're <laughs> poor, you know, and it, and so yeah. just um, like you said, it's like, yeah, he he thinks he has to go and be this, this, uh, uh, savior and this Superman. And then when he, when he goes out into the world and really has a, has some struggle given to him, it's like, what do you do when you've just exhausted all your options? Like go home, mm-hmm. just go the fuck home and reset. And I thought that was cool that he, um, was able to do that. And, um, and it also too, uh, we were talking about Isaiah Bradley before, um, you know, just showing how protective uh, his grandson was, Eli was, right? You know, of him, and again, it. it I, I said earlier that one of the best um, parts of the show is how personal of a story it is, rather than we're not fighting Thanos. We're, you know, we're we're dealing with these these themes that are very real, and mm-hmm. and so that was just um, to your point the 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 importance of 
family time and 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 all of that um whether they're your blood family or not you know i mean uh, uh whatever you consider to be your family can have a profound effect on on you so that um i that was one of the shining moments of the entire series was any time he went back to the the dock with the with the fam and just getting to see them hang out and stuff so. right <clears throat> one of my favorite parts of the entire series um it's not even very long and it gives me chills just thinking about it but it's sam like training at the end of i guess it's the second to last episode oh with the shield yeah and it's that scene where he's like looking down at his nephew and he's holding the shield and he's like just touching the shield and you know you think about i mean all i could think about was like this is what it looks like when people say representation matters uh yes like i mean i don't want to speak out of turn because i'm a white dude and historically everything has gone right for me and i've had an infinite number of chances no but I, but <clears throat> you're, you're you're speaking to the fact that you can effortlessly look at any superhero genre and find a bunch of superheroes that are easy for you to relate to because they're like all right. white um yeah. and the, but having the, a black Captain America amazing is yeah I mean well and it's more again it's it's representative of our world now and it's yeah it's 100 no, it's, it's normalizing that's the big uh, important word that I'll use here normalizing just everybody being cool with each other it's like it's like you, you yeah you know they made a big statement like okay yes I'm and I think Sam even almost says that he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a black man wearing the stars and stripes. You know, I know, I know what this, you know, I know what I'm, I'm doing here and what right. this is going to represent. But at the same time, <clears throat> make, make that just normal, make it to where if someone sees a black guy as Captain America, nobody even bats an eye or thinks anything or think that that's, Oh, that's different. That's weird. You know, it's like, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And so it is important that the that the, that the little boy, the, the nephew, was was looking at this with such reverence and such uh, awe, because now that you know that that young man can really see himself and see um, opportunity and um, a future for himself. Because well, if my uncle can do it, then you know so can yeah. I. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing that uh, T'Challa did you know, in Wakanda uh, for Black Panther, S similar type of deal uh, or that little mm -hmm. kid in Oakland, they kept kind of showing him looking at him and everything yep. similar type of deal. So I'm for the, for the overall health of the MCU and, and, and uh, what they, what they were able to do, you know, unfortunately we lost Chadwick Boseman, but I'm glad that they were able to create another big deal, a lister, uh, superhero and you know give the mantle of captain america to an african-american because that's mm -hmm. america now yeah and create a similar um positive impact um like they did with uh, black panther yeah i think they handled that great i i i couldn't have done any better myself um it's because you and i have made so many successful films uh and i, I you know we we definitely would know Right. If we, if we could do better than, yeah, than I mean, Kevin my Feige. Right. My uh. writing skills are just <laughs> off the fucking charts when it comes to screenwriting. I mean, like banger after banger after banger. It's it's all gold. Um, I have manuscripts up the wazoo. Um, 
just sitting on my shelf. No. Uh, one one interesting thing that I I kind of thought about with this show is that there really wasn't like a traditional bad guy. Like there, I mean. Oh, I you know, see what you're saying. Yeah, you, you don't have, have a. There's no super villain. Right. You have yeah. John Walker, who's kind of like a dick. He, but yeah, he's it. a dick and a little bit of an antagonist, but he's not a bad guy. Like no. he's he's not the the like the villain. main villain. Mm-hmm. We have the flag smashers, but there's still some empathizing to do there. Like, Definitely. I mean, I'm not saying, and you're not saying, we're not saying that we agree with their stance and their we agree but with it's their understandable actions. you can see why they feel the way that they do right um, uh, yeah that's yeah and again yeah they're not fighting thanos or loki you know they were they were dealing with a group of people that were that that took a super soldier serum and and yeah. got uh and were very extreme about their message and were willing to you know, go the distance to uh, get it back. And you kind of get to see Carly kind of devolve. Maybe devolve or evolve. I don't know what the better, but basically, you know, going from this girl who's just sad about her, um, we'll call them the family members that have passed away or the whole original reasoning for her starting that movement, which maybe had mm-hmm. more pure intentions to getting more and more and more desperate and more violent. Yeah. Um and where people are dying and mm-hmm. um so you're right it's like it's a very non-traditional villain where we're not dealing with someone's like i'm going to take over the world Meow. like it's yeah i want everything to be like it was when there was no countries fuck you like like that's <laughs> you know and you're kind of like well i mean yeah we all just kind of came back from being dust and just decided hey you know we're gonna just make everything go back to the way it was and you don't matter you know like that's that's kind of what they were dealing with so um right yeah and that's that's one thing um the the whole like snap is one thing that both wandavision and this uh the falcon and winter soldier i think have done really well it's just Mm -hmm. addressing what now what now (laughs) exactly what now uh because I mean, that is like you get at the end of Endgame, like all you see is like awesome, like holy shit, everyone's we, we fucking did it. back. We won, yeah, yay! We, right, like everyone's back. Like you have um, what what is it, uh, Wang? Where he's like, you wanted more? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like so you just you just have awesomeness. But the the fact of the matter is like the very first taste we get is in that i think it was episode four of wandavision uh at the very beginning where monica shows back up in the hospital and it's just fucking chaos and it wasn't just her it was all these other people yeah it's right like that were and, showing up yeah and so that's something that i really liked about you know wandavision and and the falcon and winter soldier is that it it's exploring it's taking the time to explore um this life post the snap um instead of just sweeping it under the rug and being like oh yeah like you know everything was fine (laughs) and they all lived happily ever after (laughs) right like half the earth's population just randomly showed back up and 
you know, it was all just fine. Like, no, like five fucking years had passed. Mm -hmm. Like people had moved the fuck on Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like people moved into different houses. Imagine like just showing back up in your (laughs) old house. (laughs) And there's just random ass people there. (laughs) What the fuck are you doing in my house? What are you doing in my house? Like you were taking a shit while you got dusted and you come back and you like continued taking your shit. If you would your shit get dusted also, or would it be would it come back? You know, I I don't know. That's a good. That's you know. I think that's what we really need to explore. Yeah. What anyone, What if it was like leaving your anus? Anyone that was taking a dump when they got dusted, did that dump continue when they came back? Right. <laughs> and or did it get like sucked back in? Also, like bro, that? what if you were in a fucking airplane? <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh, shit. Like I just keep I thinking that I'm like life was going like normal, and then just snappy snap, and then uh <laughs> yeah, because because uh... Wanda Wanda Vision first showed that you were coming back right where you were when mm-hmm. when you were dusted. All right, well, that's the case. And there's some dead motherfuckers out there. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep thinking of all the hilarious, like, uh, uh, possibilities of that. Can <laughs> 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 you imagine you're like, imagine you're on an amusement park ride. You're on, you're on Splash Mountain at Disney World, and you're going down <laughs> to drop, and some fucking guy, <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like, fucking falls in front of you. <laughs> blast their guts all over the floor. oh my god you know you just, uh, you just re- reappear at, in the middle hey, of the ride hey, hey, that, like hey, Fox hey. And I was just gonna say <laughs> 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 fucking guy shows up and blows up all over your fucking lung looks like Bray Fox and Bray Bad causing some trouble that <laughs> oh god it's uh. like hey everybody pardon us we have to clean up the dead bodies of the ride <laughs> Oh. but yeah oh my god i mean that's that would happen though right i mean i'm just saying monica shows up in her little spot in the hospital everyone's like oh my god what the fuck's going on it's like well it, i mean that's what would happen because tony <laughs> when he tells bruce to snap he's like don't change anything from the last five years just bring everybody to right here and i'm like tony you're the smartest motherfucker in the world and i know times were difficult and timing was of the essence there but you couldn't have taken two more seconds to think when you snap everyone, maybe just put them somewhere safe. <clears throat> Not exactly where they were before. Maybe uh, would that have been an option? I mean, I don't know. You have the fucking infinity gauntlet. I would assume you can do whatever the hell you want. That's true. I mean, you to possess like reality gem everything i mean you can do whatever you want so i think um you were i know we got off of the the trail there but like as we do we we are dealing with the consequences of something that we originally perceived to be heroic and amazing Mm -hmm. of they they brought everyone back and then they fucking dusted thanos Mm -hmm. and his entire army Mm -hmm. which yay Right. But then it's like, 
okay, there's some collateral damage now. There's some there's some interesting ramifications for the fuckery that we've been doing. Not only that, and I think the Loki show is going to dive into this because yeah. you talk. Remember when the Ancient One was talking about diverging timelines and, and you know stuff like that in, in relation to the Infinity Stones? Right. Well. We have a whole fucking timeline now where Loki didn't die and he stole the fucking space you know, stone from the Tesseract. So, yeah, not only do we have that, but I mean, you can't tell me that the, the cosmic energy that's being fucking used from all the snap we've had. What? One, two, three, four snaps. Yeah, the one that killed everybody, the one that broke the stones, then the one that brought everyone back and then the one that killed Thanos. So you've got four different snaps of immense power and cosmic energy. I guarantee you they may use that as part of the justification for some of this multiverse shit we're about to get uh, with Doctor Strange's movie and also Spider-Man's as well. Yeah. Um, I'm so fucking stoked for the the Spider-Man. Oh, that's, I mean, I already love it. I love him anyway. And then now the fact that they're just doubling down on the whole uh, ridiculousness of, you know what? Fuck it. Call up Andrew Garfield and call up Tobey Maguire and Doc Ock. Doc Ock. I don't know. Well, what's the movie going to be? I don't know. We don't even know. We're just, we're going to put them all in there (laughs) though. Just get them signed there. Just get them signed. Just get them, just, just get them in there. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, this, I think the snap or snaps plural in our post endgame uh, MCU, we've already had two shows, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, address some consequences of all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that those ramifications will continue to become possibly more severe. I mean, you know, we, we which I think that would be a good thing. I think that's like it's an, it's a good way to continue a story and continue this uh this journey instead of just being like all right now we got a new bad guy and go right. it's like hey everything has a cause and effect so yeah 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 for sure um kind of taking a a step back i i've kind of been asking a lot of people this question just to get their opinion what do you think about one the the episodic format of these MCU Disney Plus shows and also their um their weekly basis like how mm-hmm. it's it's not just it's all released and you can just binge it like sure sort um, of re- going back to a more traditional style of of right. releasing yeah cuz i honestly i love it like i think were spoiled fucking children um with this whole like on demand streaming stuff like i mean not to say that like that's bad but like sorry you know i i, I asked no, you that's the question, okay so i think so i agree with you in the fact that i think it is a good thing i i think that you have you are inevitably creating more excitement and mm-hmm. you're creating a, a a bigger conversation about these shows and there's a bigger hype factor about it because yeah. think all the way back back in the day when television shows came out 
every Friday at five o'clock. Like there was no but that, But we would talk about shit like that. People would take time yeah. off of work or make sure they rushed home from school or whatever. It's what to, you talked to get, about to get with the your... family together. Yeah, it's what you talked about with your friends Monday morning. Yeah. Like what yeah. you watched over the weekend. Yeah, and, are you gonna watch? Are you gonna watch blah blah blah? For, yeah, you're damn right. Yeah, I'm like, that's like that's what we did. Right, because and in the nineties, like that's yeah, like you said, that's what you did. There was that was your your option was to just catch the stuff that was on TV. I think it makes the magic of the thing you're enjoying more. It, it, more it, magical. It, more magical. There is yeah. there is a uh, a bigger a greater enjoyment, I think, when you are well think of I mean, dude. Anything you ever do, ever, needs to have some kind of anticipation to make it better. Yeah. Anything. Mm-hmm. You're excited about a vacation. You're excited about a movie. You're excited about whatever, because it's coming. It's always, there's something coming up. Mm-hmm. So, in this sense, instead of just giving you the whole damn thing and being like, there you go, what that does for, what that would hurt for Disney is for disney plus rather it's like okay like yeah we've got this content but i've already i've already seen everything this app has to offer so from the business side of it too and the money-making standpoint of it too it keeps people subscribed and that's yeah that's absolutely genius and i don't feel Mm. i i don't feel like i'm oh that's just how they're making their money you know what i'm very happy with my product and uh, i will continue to yeah, it's one of the cheapest streaming services that I pay for currently, yeah. and I'm totally happy with that. But if the purpose for I, I have enjoyed and the the excitement and the anticipation that has surrounded all yes. of the Marvel shows so far, and then pri- previous to this, the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. you know, like yep. all of their A1 uh, top tier series that they have been doing this style with, um, I, I think the proof is in the pudding because the memes and the conversation and, and the, the social media posts and ever, I mean, we are always, everyone is always talking about these shows. Yeah. Because it's every week. So I think we've gotten back to a uh, more traditional type of content absorption that I think is honestly the better way to do it for your own enjoyment. Um, yes. That's my opinion. So. Yeah, I I share pretty much all of those same sentiments, and I think to to further add on, like I think it it extends the level playing field aspect of it, where like you know the Netflix releases a show or HBO Max or you know any other streaming service, um, and boom, all six episodes are on there, all eight episodes, all ten episodes, and so like one could take a weekend or just like a day and a half to just binge watch like you can watch like the entire uh, entire first season of stranger things in like one sitting i mean Mm -hmm. if you had a diaper basically um Mm -hmm. but (laughs) but like this this gives us the opportunity to like experience a show collectively as as a society and kind of like bring us together like not to get all hippie-ish but I feel like it it well, kind of supplies we- us with more uh more of a community and like communal values like it to- did that for us during a pandemic you know yeah. like we we've been in a in a time period over the last year and a half where social gatherings haven't exactly been the right thing to do you know mm-hmm. so 
the fact that we've been able to uh, virtually uh, come together about some fun stuff that we like to watch because, again, it's not all. I mean, imagine if they just dropped all of WandaVision and all of Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, on whatever release date, bam, you watch it. The com- we would not be having this conversation. We would not mm-hmm. be as uh, I, I guarantee you the the excitement level would be significantly less on yeah. on all of that stuff. Um, and also, too, it kind of lessens the blow of uh, having a lack of content, you know, so like now we're going to go seven weeks between now and seeing Loki. Right. Mm-hmm. But imagine if it was that long every time you know because right. you you watched all of it immediately and now you're like oh well now i have, I have nothing exciting <laughs> you know you're like like that that's um i think part of their their strategy as well but yeah the we've been able to sort of come together during a, a, a difficult time to be collectively excited about something fun together um mm-hmm. and and do it in a in a you know in the best way that we can um which is over the internet (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely um i'm trying to think of anything that uh we haven't touched on yet there's a couple of neat little like easter eggs in falcon and winter soldier that are sure yeah have anything off the the top your your brain i do i was kind of that's what i was kind of looking at like while on my phone like while we were okay talking so sure um the uh, Isaiah Bradley and his grandson. Um, so Isaiah Bradley is very simply like the first black Captain America. I mean, that's just what right. he was. And so that's, but and there is uh, some comic um, uh, history to him. But the other cool thing is the, uh, the grandson, uh, Eli Bradley, um, he becomes a character named Patriot. And he um, becomes part of a team. I believe it's the young Avengers. Um, okay. Yeah, the Young Avengers, Elijah Bradley, and he um, he gets. Let me just kind of skip ahead here. I want to see if he actually gets the. Okay, yeah. So he gets a type of. It's not like the Super Soldier Serum, but it's some performance enhancing stuff that he ends <laughs> up uh, getting. But it um, it creates a a super. He, he basically becomes a type of Super Soldier. Um, he possesses, this is just straight up like off the Wikipedia page. Like he, he possesses, um, actually bulletproof skin, um, and a healing and healing factor like Wolverine, uh, in a a way. So he carries a replica of Captain America's original shield. The, the, the small one, like the triangle one from world war two, um, like that one. Uh, and cause Isaiah Bradley had carried that into battle. Um, and he um, eventually is trained by an AI version of Black Widow. And then he wields a sh- another version of him. He wields a shield created by um, there's an AI based off of Tony Stark's mind. That is also the shield triples as a glider and a drone as well. So it's kind of like some modern <laughs> tech uh, in his Hell thing. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, yes, yeah, so he, he, I mean, he's a straight up superhero uh, in the in there so he he becomes a patriot is his name um off of the uh young avengers so that's neat uh, that they okay. do that. and i think um because we're gonna get a hawkeye show eventually 
Yeah. Um, that, and that's part not of, coming for like a year and a half, unfortunately. Yeah. But one of the characters in that is Kate Bishop. Mm-hmm. And she's a young Avenger also. Right. So I wonder, I mean, this has not been announced, but there certainly are going to be enough of these characters that exist that perhaps they could do that. Yeah. Um, uh, do a young Avengers show, you know, mm-hmm. where all these, these folks team up um, like that. Um, what's funny, this picture of Isaiah Bradley from the uh, comics here, he, he's, he's built like a fucking freight train. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in this too. he's so gigantic. The guy that, that, that actor that they got, I'm like, you're just like looking at his torso. And I'm just like, fuck, like that dude's enormous. Like, um, you talk about yeah. you know, that that joke of like old man strength. I'm like that's literally the personification of of what right. that <laughs> uh, what that would be. But yeah, um, so Isaiah Bradley's uh, character was in a thing called Project Rebirth, where it was literally they were just trying to recreate uh, the super soldier um, serum and did a bunch of bad shit to um, African Americans and right. trying to create that. But um, he ends up. Uh, Oh, is he? Him and Steve eventually meet, and they're friends, I guess. Mm-hmm. So this, sorry, this this uh, article is not as good as the one about Patriot. Um, so then also, um, let's see the Power Broker. So the Power Broker was not. This is where they're deviating a little bit. Um, so having Sharon be the Power Broker is interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. because that's to my knowledge and of all the uh proper or, or character I, I don't know a whole lot about um who this character is but power broker is actually a like a corporation and a character okay so the original power broker's name or alter ego is a guy named Curtis Jackson um, he was a professional criminal, an executive with a criminal organization just known as the corporation. And he founds a, he founds a company called the power broker corporation. And it's very much similar to how he it's that, it's that behind the scenes manipulation of, okay. of, you know, things just like what they did in the, um, in the show. But, um, it's interesting that they just made, uh, Sharon Carter. Uh, be that person the other um interesting thing that there's a theory rolling around is that sharon might not be sharon that sharon is a scroll um mm -hmm, which that's just a theory right now because you know you saw the scroll in uh wandavision you know the one that was talking to monica right right yeah so and i know so, uh, in our mcu the scrolls have not been vilified like they were in the comics we kind of got the opposite where the scrolls were like misunderstood right and and they were more helpful so doesn't mean that there aren't bad scrolls i mean there could be you know they could do that but um one of the uh things that a lot of fans are hopeful for is for the um, the mcu to do a version of the uh, secret invasion which is when the okay. scrolls basically infiltrate like everything. And there's mm-hmm. like whole ass heroes that actually like the whole fucking time they've been scrolls, you know, like that, like that kind of thing. Um, gotcha. So that was okay. one of the, 
one of the theories is that Sharon is a scroll mm-hmm. because her being the power broker all of a sudden is so, you know, it's like, wow, is this something a hard that left turn? Right. Like this is the, the, the grandniece of Peggy Carter, you know, like, mm-hmm. so definitely uh, a, a change, but, it, or she just is this person and that's fine. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a character development she could have had because she kind of got screwed over by the government and she's probably, yeah, she got fucked fuck. over big time. Yeah, so she was like, whatever, fuck you guys. And so she goes and does her own thing. So again, it doesn't yeah. have to be that she's a scroll, but that was one of the theories floating around. Um, Sam's suit as Captain America is... Um, this is something I got from TikTok. This guy kind of pointed this out. So the stripes that are on his logo, okay? Mm-hmm. There is a uh, thing in the air force where when you, if you lose a partner, if you lose a wingman, you know, from your, and forgive my lack of military uh, terminology knowledge, but let's say there was four of you guys, four people, and they were, you know, a team, a squad in the, in the air force, and they always flew together and stuff like that. Let's say one of them dies. Okay. So what you do is you fly this honorary missing man. They call it like the missing man formation where mm-hmm. you fly your aircraft in the formation that you would do, but then you purposefully make it to where it's very obvious that there's a spot missing. Okay. And so Falcons or Captain America Falcons uh, suit. Um, he's basically, since he's flying, um, there's a stripe that's missing on his uh, chest piece, there's only two on each side when there should be three. Huh. That's Steve. Okay. And so there's the missing, he's always flying, because he's always flying, uh, in the missing man formation. It's kind of like the thing that they kind of alluded to, because one of them represents him, one of them represents Bucky, and the other represents Steve. And so that's the fact that Steve is, let's just say, gone. You know, that's kind of like what that, part of his costume alludes to right that's also really fucking cool not badass yeah like yeah, and then his awesome. uh his uh and his costume too is almost a perfect <laughs> um very 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 close to the current version of him in the comics where he is captain america oh yeah and yeah i've seen i've seen scre- yeah like i've been getting um some of those creepy facebook uh ads uh but uh, i've been getting ones right. for like comiXology and marvel because you know they're running like um the the specials for the falcon and winter soldier comic books and so you you see like screen grabs of uh, both characters and mm-hmm. yeah and so obviously they're they're the newer issues of falcon and i'm like holy shit like <laughs> they really like nailed the nailed his costume yeah he's straight up looks great yeah i love it um and just i love how you know wakanda just did their thing and oh dude we didn't even talk about wakanda enough yeah (laughs) like his his wings basically just appear out of nowhere like like it's just like this tiny little box that's sitting on his back oh it's just the best I love yeah. how they are giving us, so, you know, all of our tech, I was talking to my girlfriend about this. She actually pointed this out because um, we had watched Black Panther again 
like recently and then we watched and then we started like prior to watching falcon and winter soldier because it was just on mm-hmm. and you know shuri and the wakandans their tech is like way fucking better than tony's you know and like for you know our 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 whole thing for this whole time of these movies has been oh all of the stark tech is the shit you know and like right all of that and then they're just kind of like that's cute <laughs> you know like well i um, mean to be fair like tony only had like earthly materials to work tony with, like, stark was able to build this in the cave <laughs> with a box of scraps scraps <laughs> and then meanwhile it's like all right well um we literally live in africa and we built a whole fucking country of, of, of uh, advanced everything. <laughs> yeah. Lie to me again, bitch. <laughs> but no, um, the fact that now it's like the source of our badass technology comes from Wakanda. You know, mm-hmm. Bucky's arm, which they went the chink, 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 and then falls off. And he's like, ah, shit. You know, like that. <laughs> did, you, did you know they could do that? No. Damn it. <laughs> Her little fucking five. I, I actually was cracking up. I thought it was like the Kill Bill thing. It was like the five right. point exploding palm technique on his fucking arm. That's exactly um, what went through my head as well. <laughs> I was like, "What? What? The, it, it, did did he just like fucking Hattori Hanzo?" The fucking yeah, movie? yeah. That, that was that or, was hilarious. not Hattori Hanzo. Uh, Pai Mei, my bad. Yeah. Losing and then, uh, cred over here. And then. Uh, but yeah, then now and then Falcon's suit. I mean, that's a straight up vibranium fucking suit mm-hmm. with his special wings and his whole this whole. I just love how Bucky drops that briefcase off. He's like, "Merry Christmas, bitch!" Yeah. <laughs> like here's here's this cool thing. And then, uh, but then when the Dora Milaje show up because because of fucking Zemo, they want Zemo, mm-hmm. and we, we were talking about the badass lines of, you know, it's like, you guys would have dur- jurisdiction here. And it's like, we have jurisdiction wherever the fuck we are. <laughs> like yeah. that when is awesome. Said, yeah. When she said that, I was like, you're goddamn right. <laughs> yeah. Stab him, stab him with your spear. <laughs> and when she, the, when her friend did the badass, uh, kick flip with the shield to kick it right back yeah. into her fucking arm. I'm, I'm like, when she did that, I'm like, finish him. um so that was that was a cool uh link to get wakanda back in there and uh right uh get that fired up again um yeah i i think that's uh, that kind of stuff is is going to become more and more regular going forward the whole cross crossover of that's the beauty of this universe is all the fun exactly um and, and like I don't want to say like, oh, they're going to have to do that. But like it kind of plays in their favor to have crossover because there there will always be that question of like, OK, well, while this character is battling these issues, why didn't the Avengers come and help? <laughs> I have sort of thought of that sometimes where it's like you have you can literally call Thor. like you have the ability to get to get thor on the phone you know so it's like hey man um we're having an issue with these super soldier bitches (laughs) oh yeah i'll be right there (laughs) done (laughs) 
shows up with Stormbreaker. Just kills all of them. Like, Jesus, Thor, we didn't want you to kill him. Oh, I don't know. It's fucking over with now. Um, you, you called me, right? <laughs> yeah. Or like Falcon could just, hey, hi, Bruce. Hey, man, can you just come over here and help me punch the shit out of these people? Because you're the fucking <laughs> Incredible Hulk. Like... <laughs> Come on, you know, so that, that uh, is I mean, kind of funny sometimes, but they did enough of the crossover, at least with these characters to where I, I actually wasn't even thinking that, yeah, but they're, exactly. they're, but in WandaVision, I was like, dude, where the fuck is Dr. Strange? <laughs> Literally yeah, was... Strange could walk up and be like, um, yeah, it's gone now. Boop, gone. No more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that was definitely an, an issue that a lot of people had with WandaVision. I Which mean, maybe not... that's gonna maybe that's gonna be addressed in their movie because Wanda and Strange are in they're the main two characters in the multiverse right. of madness. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm sure it'll it'll come up in some form or fashion. So, um, all right, well, uh, what what else do do, do we have uh, any closing thoughts for for the show? Uh, closing thoughts. I mean, again, it's just another um, home run, I think, for mm-hmm. for Marvel. Um, I, it shows that this series format works, mm-hmm. and it's extremely. Granted, I mean, we, you know, we forget we did have not that they're exactly a hundred. I don't. I don't know if they consider these a hundred percent canon or not. But you know, we did have Daredevil and Luke Cage and all that on Netflix back in the day, but getting back to now that we're in this format it's like yep you know you can definitely do a marvel show it's yeah. it works and mm-hmm. having you know having kevin feige the lord of <laughs> the lord, of, lord marvel, of the nerds <laughs> uh lord of the nerds at the helm of, of of this ship um they are doing such a cool job of giving us the foundation of what is going to be our mcu going forward uh, mm-hmm. as as much fun as wandavision was and I loved it. I think that I liked, I think I just personally got more out of Falcon and Winter Soldier mm-hmm. because of the heavy ass themes that it had. So it is, I think, I think that show just accomplished a lot for me. We talked about that at length. Yeah. And it's making me more, you know, more and more and more excited for what's next. So now we're going to go back to kind of the, the weird and the obscure. Cause now we're getting into Loki next so you know we we went from super weird and crazy with wanda's you know stuff to more uh i don't know jason Bourne (laughs) with (laughs) with uh with with the last one and now we're getting back into fucking weird um which is just Uh, fun so i'm excited so anyway i'm just the show the show to me just it 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 nailed it and Mm -hmm. i'm excited for what's next yeah uh, I'm I'm definitely excited for everything that is to come. I I hope that they do a second season, um, or uh, I mean, obviously we're gonna see more of. They're gonna do a movie. Did you know that? Uh, uh, Captain America four, bitch. Yeah, yeah that I, that I did know. I, so I, I wasn't so, sure if you meant like uh Captain America and Winter yeah, Soldier movie. Like it'll um, be that. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, I'm so I actually I uh, mine and Lindsay's Friday tradition 
was to watch the show on my lunch break. God bless. Hashtag work from home life. Yeah. Um, but it, it just didn't happen for the, the season finale for whatever reason. And so I was like scrolling through Facebook and I saw one, his suit oh. and two, the fact that they were doing Captain America four. And I was like, fuck, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, it, it, yeah, I, I was pretty pissed. Um, yeah. Stay off of social media until you, uh, you see, see your shit. Dude, there's people ruining that shit at like six o'clock in the morning that day. I oh, mean, it's, did, it's, did, it's, did a, I, it's aggressive. <laughs> did I tell, did I tell you the story about having, um, the, end of the mandalorian ruin for me no okay so tune in for this shit um uh, a facebook group that i am no longer a part of because of this exact reason uh it was called like the the star wars alliance or alliance of star wars fanatics or some real fucking geeky ass shit like that Mm -hmm. and apparently in the group uh spoilers were okay and I like I get, you know, a group's, you know, their their rules and settings like spoilers are OK, but have some common fucking sense. This was seriously posted at like 630 in the morning, fr- Friday morning, the, the day the episode came out, the finale. And I, it, so I guess spoiler alert, if you have not seen the the season finale of the second season of The Mandalorian. Luke shows up mm-hmm. and this dude is talking about it as I'm like laying in bed, trying to wake up for the day and I'm just scrolling and I see this and I'm like, you motherfucking cocksucker. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I typed that out. I was like, you motherfucking cocksucker. And, oh, wow. You actually, yeah. Oh yeah. Legit. And he was like, there's no need to use that kind of language. And I was like, you, there's no need for you to exist. <laughs> yeah, and so I was just like, "Fuck this," and I just left it. I was so fucking. I. No, that's I, horrible. I, yeah, that's horrible. I try not to get uh, upset about that kind of shit because. But that is that it, is one of the best. That was that that particular sequence is like. It's better than the entire sequel trilogy. <laughs> 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 like that. Five minute scene is just that's it. <laughs> oh my god! Like it's just swing it like a hot knife through fucking butter. Uh, oh god, like, it was just so good. Crushes those. Yeah. David, I was hyperventilating. Like I was having, I was <laughs> I having a problem. Um, <laughs> and it was only you know like, and I like kind of recovered. Like when they start talking to him, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is cool. You know, whatever. And then like. When R two D two swings and I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> it was just like it was like I couldn't. And, uh, and Caitlin was with me, and she's literally. I, I turned to her, and she's just a broken person. Like we're absolutely broken by that scene uh, in right. general. And um, I, I we've I, that's one of my favorite things on on YouTube to look at. By the way, is just like reaction videos to yes. that because it's just. If you want to see just absolute joy, <laughs> that that is what uh, that did. But anyway, yeah. um, spoil- my favorite. Yeah, these- oh, go ahead. Sorry. So I was just going to say my favorite reaction video is 
the one of the girl watching the very end of Rogue One. Oh yeah, that's one of the you best. You know what I'm talking about? Oh my about? god! The, yeah, she's, I, it's I think totally she's got <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she yeah. except that that right there. Like when when people uh, are like, "Why do you like Star Wars so much?" I'm like, literally that. That, that is what it does to people. People, and that is why I like it so much. Yeah. So. Um. Yes, that I mean, Star Wars and the Falcon and Winter Soldier are Luke Skywalker and the Adventures of Bucky. (laughs) (laughs) It's the crossover that you didn't see coming. We can we can tie this up uh, to to not go so far off, but I am I am one hundred percent on the make Sebastian Stan uh, Luke Skywalker uh train because yeah i don't know if you've seen these pictures that people do but they basically like that they take the mark hamill from back in the day and they slap sebastian's face on there and it's oddly perfect you know yes and i I was um, like wait that i i think i had to do a double take on it because I, i was scrolling and i i saw it and i was like oh it's you know young luke skywalker and then someone pointed out that like no that's yeah, they had a, slapped Sebastian mm-hmm. Stan's face on. I was like, "Holy fucking shit!" Yeah, I'd be down for that. Like, I and and Mark Hamill uh, said something positive about it, and then but Sebastian Stan was like, "I will only ever do that if the opportunity came my way." If Mark Hamill said it was okay, like mm-hmm. if he had like his blessing, Hamill doesn't fucking care. Like yeah. he's not he's not that. I mean, he he definitely cares about the character of Luke Skywalker a, a great deal. And it's always been right. very vocal about that, but he's a, a fan of Sebastian's. And so I, I think that it's like, Hey, we'd like to do a show where Luke's doing some cool shit when he was younger and you're 65. So we can't really <laughs> do, we can't really do that. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but anyway, I, uh, I think you're, I think you're going to see, so I think the Falcon and winter soldier show just really put, uh, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan like hardcore in the uh, fame of, mm-hmm. of of what people are going to be or actors that people are excited about now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it definitely it, they definitely have a spotlight. Yeah, for sure. Uh, awesome. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap things up. Um, kind of yeah. talked about this uh, the show and bunch of other shit. Um, you know, we. We kind of went back to our original form when we first started the podcast, uh, where we would talk about our topic for you know X probably amount of a minutes. good like fifteen seconds, and then the rest <laughs> of it is just, uh, just dick bullshit. and fart jokes, you know. So that's that's you know uh, no yeah. man. I think we I think we had plenty of time to marvel oh. about this show. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, man, can you believe this is episode fucking 99? Like, I... Yeah, I mean, it's about time to just to quit, right? (laughs) Just throw in the (laughs) towel. (laughs) Was it it from the Dewey Cox? You're never gonna make it, Dewey. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong kid, dad. Wrong kid, dad. (laughs) No, this is fucking crazy, dude. Um, yeah, I, I mean... You've definitely come a long way from the conversation we had on the phone before you even started, we were like, I think I want to do a podcast. And yeah, I'm like, I, all right. 
<laughs> like, I, what the fuck yeah. are we going to talk about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then we just furthered that conversation when I, I showed up at your apartment and I was like, so I think I'm serious about doing this podcast. Like, yeah. I think it'll be fun. Please Got help it. me. So <laughs> I like, I like watching, um, like the clips of those when we thought that we should just stream everything and overcomplicate mm-hmm. our fucking lives and um <laughs> like none of the fucking audio matches up like it's it's like it, it's just it's so funny because you like when, when when you i mean you and i have have made content together for a long time mm-hmm. and i cringe when I see things from years ago that we, at the time we thought, man, that is just, that's it. That's our, that's the fucking quality right there. And I look at it now. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? And usually, it's, it's, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, usually whenever I'm looking at uh, photos or a video of us from back in, uh, you know, the early days of the podcast, I'm looking at myself and I'm like, you fat fuck. Well, that's what I have. I have quite the opposite reaction. I'm like, I'm like, look at that delicious skinny bastard. Uh, oh man. But you can yeah. tell that I, uh, I, I was not the, ha- I, that was, not, that was a skinny, unhappy, uh, and unloved, uh, man. Uh, that was, that, had, that was coked out, Andrew. It was, no, it's called having 22 cats exposed to you. Um, but, yeah, uh, that too. you know, that too. Um, and then, you know, uh, with love comes, uh, you know, calories. Um, and so I believe that is the accurate <laughs> equation. <laughs> no, but dude, uh, so you're about to have a, a hundred, what, what are you going to do for your hundredth episode, man? What are you going to do? Um, we haven't figured it out yet. So as of right now, so Last night we just recorded the Mortal Kombat episode, and then of course that's this is... such a good movie. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, man, uh, we don't gosh. have time to move over that. Meryl Streep and move <laughs> over. Here comes whoever the fuck was in that movie. <laughs> Could not tell you one actor's fucking name. Oh my god, there was um, not a single person where I'm like, gee, I'd like to follow this person's career from now on. I was actually really hoping that the fatalities that happened to them were real. <laughs> Somebody oh, needed to put shit. a fucking fatality on that movie. Okay. Jesus um, Christ. Sorry. That's a whole nother. That's a story for another time. Uh, so um, I'm pretty sure we're going to release these two episodes back to back. Like mm. we'll do the Mortal Kombat on Wednesday, our, our normal release date. And then release this one either the next day or maybe Friday. That way it'll give us like about a week and a half to get episode 100 recorded. Or just give us more time to figure out what we're going to do. Because we want to do something special, but we just don't know what yet. So, um, She got a lot of hookers. <laughs> Hookers and blow. Hookers and cocaine and hookers, my friend. Yep. that's that's a, a grand idea. Let's let's do but, it and then go. No, but congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm still splash mountain. <laughs> oh my god! 
and oh, there's just a fucking guy, and he's oh my god, he's dead. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Like the okay. like the briar patch with the spike <laughs> just, just landing on this. <laughs> fucking press release from Disney. We were not aware that people were coming back to life by the millions. <laughs> Uh, oh all right well cool man yeah andrew thank you so much for joining me for this episode and kind of having a little uh little mini reunion and and preamble to our 100th episode that i know our uh, our initial plan was to kind of have you on for either the 100th episode or record like a little mini segment of you and i and then splice it into the 100th episode just as like a we still could (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that that is true um and but yeah i mean from the bottom of ye old heart thank you so much for i mean for obviously today but also helping me get the podcast off the ground and i couldn't have done it without your help or andrew's help and or uh connor's help sorry yeah. um and yeah i, I My just pleasure it definitely My gave pleasure. me the the courage to figure out or, uh, yeah, just realize that this well, thing you took, had the legs. Yeah, you took you took what was your original idea. We were there to just help you workshop this this thing, and then you mm-hmm. were off to the races from there. So, yeah, good stuff, man. Yeah, cool, man. Um, awesome. Well, and listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, uh, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. We're on pretty much every application that is uh, out there. Um, leave us a rating and review if you feel so inclined. Uh, we, uh, I think it's Apple Podcasts and Stitcher is basically your two options. And we appreciate one star or five stars. None of this middle of the road bullshit you commit to the bit. And um, if you put one star in this podcast, I will find you. <laughs> and I will kill you. Probably. <laughs> Maybe. Either that or I'll just do a B&E in your house and not steal a damn thing. And then you're just <laughs> left with questions. He took the beads. <laughs> he took the beads. Um, yes. And um, if you feel so inclined to help the podcast out uh, financially, we do have a Patreon um, that you can subscribe to. It's $2 and $5 a month. Um, each comes with uh, pretty cool perks like a button and sticker set and you get uh, an opportunity to help us out with programming. Um, you get um, you get to be a part of our private Facebook group where we come up with new t-shirt designs and um, we're also workshopping a lot of new perks to add to our Patreon tiers uh, right now. Um, which I guess is a good segue into the survey, the spring survey that's going around. So uh, we'll try and include a link for that in the description. <clears throat> um, and that's one of the questions, by the way, on the spring survey is um, if you have any suggestions for uh, Patreon perks that would make you so inclined to become a Patreon donor. So uh, yeah, I believe that will do it for this episode. And as always, be kind, stay kiki, and eat lots of cheesecake. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Yours was much better. Goodbye. Good. Por favor, mantengan señales a las puertas. <laughs> <laughs>